Rabbi oh. Benjamin, how are you, my friend? It already came out. It's okay. already started. So a question for you. I, I feel like a slave to my email. I want to spend a few minutes with you and Rabbi Jason talking about email. But just, just big picture, what am I supposed to do with these emails that come in in the middle of the night? First of all, it's back to the intention. What do you want to be doing with it? Do you want to be responding? And if you're not able to sort of hold back from it, what's stopping you? What's, what's compelling you, excuse me, to, to have to respond? I don't, I don't want to seem like if, if somebody sends you an email, like if you don't answer back, don't you feel like you don't care about it? You know, you're not, like I'm a people pleaser and like responding to emails is like you want to just get back into it. Yeah. I want I don't want to lose their interest. But who am I if serving? I'm doing something because exactly if I'm doing something because I'm a people pleaser, then exactly what Dan was saying, who am I serving? Where does it get us when we are? Constantly focused on satisfying other people's needs at the expense of our own lives. All right. Well, it well, sounds like we've. With, sorry, Jason. Sounds like we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, with emails for sure. With emails, especially, meaning there's just that lack of boundaries of time, right? Because the emails come and go throughout the day, the night, and then there's just like you just you lose control of your time. And this was a greater conversation we were having about like you know just. Being in control of your own time, and emails totally violate that kind of those boundaries. Absolutely, and emails are the, the only thing besides love that can violate the space-time continuum. So we have a lot and, to talk and about. Apps. Yeah, and WhatsApps. What happens when a CEO, a shrink, and a rabbi start talking about mindfulness at work? Just about anything. Thank you for joining us at Mindful Work. You can learn more about this podcast at www.mindfulwork.show. And now, Mindful Work presents the author and clinical psychologist, Rabbi Dr. Benji Epstein, tea industry executive and award-winning educator, Rabbi Jason Rosen, and your host, Dan Cohen, CEO and founder of Full Court Press Communications. Enjoy the show. We've got a lot to talk about, and I'm excited to hear from you know my two partners in crime here. Uh, first, the award-winning Jewish educator, rabbi, and czar of the Israeli tea industry, Jason Rosen. Rabbi Jason Rosen, thank you for joining us thank again. <laughs> what up, Jay? And I also want to welcome the author of the upcoming book, Living in the Presence, coming this fall from Orem Publications, chief then- clinical psychologist and chief spiritual officer at Mellow Sleep. Rabbi Dr. Benjamin Epstein. What up, Benji? Shalom. What up? Shalom. How's it going, Jay? All right, so let's Yo, get back man. to what we were talking about. So the email comes in, and you're, we're, we're, we're thinking on this program about mindfulness at work, mindful work. The email comes in at 9.30 at night. You look at your device. Maybe that's mistake number one. But what do you mm. do? Snooze that email. Snooze the email. Okay, Can that's it? thank you, Jason. What if yeah. it's like on the border? What if it's not urgent, but maybe it's kind of important? You know, I know we're getting into like Stephen Covey land here, but what what if it's important but not urgent? How, how do I how do I think about whether or not I engage or whether or not I respond with with a with a lens towards mindfulness or towards Musser? Well, Dan I, and Benji, I, I'll, I'll just throw in for sure. I, I think that like before we get into the greater conversation here. You got to shove that email for the middle of the night. I mean, you just got to close that door because it's just not the right time. Mm. 
but but it just brings this greater question because like we have that urge to look at those emails in the middle of the night sure you know and you got to ask yourself like what's going to happen and if you don't answer it till the morning really uh-huh but but i, I in my my greater concern is just this like like um we started saying before the boundaries here how can i make myself detached from wanting to respond to every single text email whatever it is snapchat because i'm king of snapchat sure uh and um, how do I just hold back? Well, I'm thinking about an email I just saw, I just got from a client the other day where um, one of my employees answered an email at 11 o'clock at night. And and to our client's credit, she said, why are you answering emails at 11 o'clock at night? I don't expect you to yes, answer sir. them. And I was Beautiful. like, wow, maybe this is Northern California. Maybe this is a changing of the guard. I don't know. But, man, that was that was a great feeling because – you know, as a CEO of a professional services firm, you know our job is to keep people happy and to, and to keep them happy. And if if our clients can start saying no, the boundaries are important. Man, that's a real real opportunity. But you're also saying that it's not just the boundaries. It's I mean it's it's your happiness too. I Meaning their happiness, but they're also aware of of your happiness. And if it's going to be good work, if you feel like you're enslaved, or if you feel like it has to be done at all costs. You know, but it's also recognizing where's that urge? Where's that urge to get that email answered, to check the phone, the phantom buzz in our legs on Shabbos? You know, like where is that? You know, what, 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 what's the, it's sort of like what's happening beforehand that we feel compelled. I mean, I don't remember what the numbers are, but it's much higher than we estimate of how often we check our phones. I mean, the reason why we're checking our phones is because A, we're conditioned and B, because Whatever we're feeling, we're like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want this feeling. I don't want this. So I'm just going to go check my phone because my phone is going to completely take me out of whatever current situation I'm in. I mean, the, the phone is is the phone, the laptop is is really the the you know mindfulness killer. Um, and so people are trying to figure out ways to be more mindful when you're on it. But the first noticing it, that first urge to check the phone, meaning you've already sort of uh, strike one. That, that you're already checking your emails at 10 o'clock at night because you see, like, oh, you hear the little ding, and it's like, ah. Well, Benji, can I riff back on something you said and we were discussing about enslavement? I mean, this yeah. idea of controlling your time, right? And that a, a free person versus an enslaved person in, in Jewish thought is someone who is a master of their own time, right? Slave doesn't get to call, call the shots, right? A free person can make boundaries for time. Um, and I think that's a big piece of this email question that we have it's just controlling. Actually, actually yeah i actually wrote about this in, in the book thank you for uh, segueing into that where the first mitzvah given to the jewish people was the sanctification of time the sanctification of the new moon and you know you're not enslaved to your passions you're not enslaved to your fears you're not enslaved to your shortcomings you're not enslaved to your habits right even though you might have a history of it uh, Viktor Frankl, uh, the great Jewish psychoanalyst uh, who survived uh, the Holocaust, read uh, wrote uh, the book uh, *Man's Search for Meaning*. Says every human being has the freedom to change at any instant. Right, that's the secret of, of redemption. Then you're not a slave to be like I can't change. Like I can't. This is this is you know I'm I'm giving into these reflexes. I'm giving into these fears. I'm giving into these habits. Right, and that was what God had to teach the Jewish people from from like day one. Right, that no matter what, you know, you're not shackled. You're not. You're not bound to these things. You know, your these habits are not your destiny. Your addictions are not your destiny, and that's why. That's why we're always remembering the Exodus. We're always coming back to Egypt. You know, to remember that you're not slaves anymore, and uh, you know, you're free, and you gotta you gotta conduct yourself as such. And look, sometimes we don't have the opportunity to do whatever we want, but that's not really freedom. Um, 
that 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 you the freedom is just not being a slave to you know whatever surrounding us or other people's needs like Jay you mentioned uh, you know being a people pleaser right. and, and you know worrying about what other people are thinking obviously we're not going to just bulldoze other people but hey my needs my 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 psychological needs my emotional needs my religious needs my spiritual needs those matter those matter a lot and, and you know riffing back to what we were talking about before about boundaries mm. and, and 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 how important they are so we have to remember the exodus because we have to be constantly reminding ourselves that we're not slaves. We're not slaves. And how does a slave conduct himself versus a free person? I don't need to check my email. I need to do my job. I need to be a good dad. I need to be a good brother. I need to be a good son. I need to be a good friend. But, you know, priority-wise, it's, it's, I have to be really clear about those things. That really gives new meaning to the daily remembrances of, of leaving Egypt, right? <laughs> meaning and this is just on the replay button all the time. Remember, you went out of Egypt. This just adds another very the important Lubavitcher, layer. The Rebbe said, uh, "If you, if you, uh, okay, well, well I, I'll, I'll go there in a minute." But I was going there next. Nobody, so far away with so that. You go, no, all you, all you, all no, you, no, no, no. Please bring the Rebbe in, and I'll, I'll, I'll no, follow he, up. Yeah. He, says, he says that you know when you leave somewhere, you know you guys, you left Oakland. You never took me with you. I'd like to go back. <laughs> Let's go back. No, but you left. You're not. You're not. You're not leaving Oakland every day, right? You're not. You're not leaving Northern California. You're not leaving Las Vegas, right? Once you're out, you're out. But when you are in Egypt, which is a metaphysical, you know, constriction, which is some sort of when you're back to your shenanigans, right? So you have to remind yourself the second you you're like, oh, I'm back here again, because we're constantly slipping back there. We're slipping back into it. Anytime we pick up that email, anytime we say that quick remark that we didn't mean to, anytime, you know, we we take that extra cookie that we weren't supposed to, or or insert whatever, you know, behavior that we sort of mindlessly did. That's slipping back into Egypt. Oh, remember, hey, Hey, you don't have yeah. to. Hey, this is not this is not your zip code anymore. And then you're out of Egypt. It's 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 a subtle shift, but it's just again requires that that attention, um, and that you could go you could go years without even noticing it, but you're never stuck there. You're never trapped there. So that's the Lubavitcher Rebbe sort of. Well, I mean, I'm going to bring the Lubavitcher Rebbe noise too, which is the line I used to have on my desk. Is this line that says, "Nothing can hold you back, not your childhood, history of a lifetime." Not even the very last moment before now. In a moment, you can abandon your past, and once abandoned, you can redefine it. If your past that is not in my book. that needs to be in your book. Clearly, I'll email it to you after this uh, after this session. But you know, the idea being that you know, if you can breathe, you can change. And everyone wow. says that, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe to the Baal Shem Tov to all the pop psychologists that are out there now. If you can breathe, you can change. And that's the hardest thing to think about as you're looking at that email. Like, is this the moment I'm going to let it go? Is this the mm-hmm. moment I'm going to pay attention to my kids and not my email? Is this the moment where I'm not going to judge the content of this email and I'm going to put it aside for later? I mean, to me, that's, to, to, to me, that's a lot about what you're saying. Uh, when it comes to sort of mindfulness and that moment when the email comes in, uh, yeah, that quote that quote is amazing. That that quote really, really succinctly and 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 clearly just says exactly what it's like to be somebody who's, you know, sort of bound in in their servitude. Well, let me add one more line that- because what he says then he goes on to say this one line which I love, which is the very first step of change is so powerful, the boundaries of time fall aside. So, I mean, like, that's like, okay, wow. so all the gunk of your past can fall aside. All the schwitzing you, about the future, what are my kids going to be like? What's my parnasa going to be like? That all falls aside. Like, 
all that falls aside and you're right there saying, I'm paying attention. I'm going back to your thought about mindfulness. I'm paying attention right now. Say it again. The very first say, step say that line change, again. The very first step of change is so powerful, the boundaries of time fall aside. That's the Rebbe. The boundaries of time fall aside in the present moment because it's not before and it's not after. It's right now. It's above time. Yeah. The present moment, how do you define it? It's like it's right now. Meaning is it before, is it after? No, it's right now. That's it. That's the boundaries of time being completely obliterated because the present moment is not bound by time. Once it's past, okay, so now it's in the past. And in the future, it doesn't exist. Right. So right now, there's just, you know, it's, it's obliterated. The, pre- the present moment is like now, 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 now. And that's how Tzaddikim live. That's how they live because they're constantly infused with the divinity of the present. It's just like connecting to it, to the energy of right now, whatever it is. It could be happy. It could be sad. But they're saying this is how it is. You no, know, right now it's like this is the Zen phrase. You know, right now it's like this. So, so we all agree, though, don't check that email in the middle of the night. <laughs> I think we're back to We're all going to check that email. We're all going to check that email. We're all agreeing that you Probably, and that's where the compassion that's where the compassion yeah. comes in yeah you know what i'm doing like, tonight right. i'm emailing you at, at 12 o'clock and i'm just gonna see if you're responding back to me or not i'm testing do you, you do you know that i tell my clients you know because of the whatsapp you know you can see like the blue checks like sometimes i'm like i can't see if they've read the, i'm like why'd you turn that off they're like you know i don't like to feel that pressure to respond i'm like then don't respond you know right. make the choice they're like yeah but i don't want i don't want people to think that i was like you know what if you're spending time worrying about what people are thinking you're going to be you're going to be spinning your plates for a long time. So, but but I want to go back to one last thought, and and we're going to sort of wind up on this thought though, which is, you know, in the business world, there's an expectation of service. So, how can we, you know, how can we maybe redefine what it means to serve or what it means to collaborate um, or coordinate in a twenty four seven world in a way that's healthy and 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 I'm going to say it, maybe not, but healthy and even divine. Like, how could we think about this this relationship? How could we reorient? What model could we show to reorient this relationship? Ooh. Well said, Dan. It's a great question. What model? Where else we see a model like this? Hmm. And I think boundaries are really important. I mean, the the more we can in a world with no boundaries, what's really important is to say, like, these are my boundaries. I answer emails from, you know, eight to four, whatever it may be, and then really being like sticking to it. I mean, that's where the challenge lies. Maybe I'm naive, but I find that to be admirable. I find that to be respectful that this person has a work and life balance, you know, that they're not responding to emails at two o'clock in the morning and they're not answering their phone, um, you know, on the weekends, you know, that, that they have that clarity of, of what's, it's keeping the main thing, the main thing. And when you're at the office and when you're on the, and obviously there's going to be exceptions where, you know, a project needs to get done, but in the day to day, if you're not priority, if you're not making the, keeping the main thing, the main thing, then you're just going to get sort of you're going to lose you're going to lose your mojo and ultimately the work suffers and ultimately you get burnt out and ultimately you sort of wake up at the end with the corner office and this is all theoretical and say to yourself you know was this worth it and and more often than not i imagine it's not well the the great rabbi lily tomlin in her comedic <laughs> routine 
once said, you know, even if you is she, win... Is she related to Nikki, the great rabbi Nikki Minaj? Is she no, she's to... not related to the great rabbi Nikki Minaj. But the great rabbi Lily Tomlin once said, even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So, mm-hmm. I know. So, on, on that note, I wanted to thank you guys for another amazing session. Rabbi Jason Rosen, coffee tea Yo. aficionado, award-winning Jewish educator. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your time. Yes. Rabbi Dr. Benjamin Epstein, author of the upcoming book, Living in the Presence from Urim Productions. Thank you for your wisdom and your time. Thank you. Thank uh, you. We'll catch everybody on the flip side. Thank you. Let's let's do this again. Bye, guys. Shalom. Happy happy Pesach, Shani. Oh. You're dropping that in six, you're dropping that as we're going away. We'll come back for that. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you get them back. All right. Oh wow. (laughs) There ain't no encore. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. Peace.